Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast. Welcome in. Another edition of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. Happy holidays to all. Uh, It's important, as Adam Burke joins me here on this edition of our bowl bonanza, or however you want to call it, to timestamp these, let you know when we're recording these, what games we're talking about. So it is the morning of December 22nd, and we will be talking bowl games December 23rd through December 28th. So that'll be the seven bowl games this Saturday all the way through the Valero Alamo Bowl on December 28th. And, you know, Adam, I got a lot of feedback uh, from uh, from our initial pod talking about the early bowl games. Really enjoying your breakdowns of, uh, of who's in and who's out. So uh, get ready because uh, I think that's the most important part. It's almost bigger than handicapping is who's playing who's not playing in these bowl games yeah and the tough thing is in in some cases we haven't even known i mean you know i thought it was interesting in last night's bowl game syracuse and south florida garrett schrader had shoulder surgery at the end of the regular season and like nothing was said about it until about december 18th when it was like oh yeah so he's not gonna play and neither is the backup so Let's see what happens in this game. So we've had some of those, too, where it's been, you know, Frank Harris was another one that, like, the bowl games are made for dudes like Frank Harris. One last football game, you know, at your age 30 season, and (laughs) you don't even play in the bowl game. So 
that's been kind of frustrating here of late where you feel like you got a good pulse on who's in and who's out. And then all of a sudden you find out that maybe you don't. Yeah. The UTSA uh, Marshall game was, was one of those games where I ended up betting UTSA at seven saying, all right, the market's gone too far. And then Marshall came out and led 14 to nothing. I'm like, well, guess I'm on the wrong side of this. And then UTSA was able to run away and hide. Uh, no comeback last night, as you mentioned, in the Boca Raton Bowl is USF. That is your, I'll say this real quickly. Last night's bowl game was your classic, okay, this makes sense. USF wanted to be there. First bowl game in five years. Syracuse looked like a team that had fired their coach, looked like a team that was playing a you know freshman quarterback. So a lot of bowl season hasn't really made sense. I would say the Boca Raton Bowl kind of made sense where one team was motivated, one team not, one team, you know, didn't have their top two quarterbacks, one team did, and USF went out and pulverized uh, Syracuse yesterday. Yeah, and, and that was a game that was easily over by halftime. And, you know, when you talk about trying to gauge and handicap motivation, a lot of times to me that means preparedness for the game. That means, you know, being there in film study, paying attention to what your opponent's going to do. Sometimes when you get between the white lines, instinct just takes over. And that'll be something as we go forward here where you've got, you know, teams that are really, really talented. Syracuse is not a really talented team. If they weren't motivated, they weren't going to overcome that. But there will be teams down the line that will say, I don't think they're super excited to be here. But then their talent will take over later on in the game. And maybe they will be able to flip the switch or maybe some of those young four and five star type guys who are getting a chance now will kind of play up to their abilities. So that was one where it was an unmotivated, really not very good and not very talented team. And, of course, you throw in the quarterback situation, they had no chance. But there will be some bowl games down the line, not as many that we're talking about here today, but some further down the road that, you know, it'll be a situation where they won't be motivated. They may come out and be down two scores, but then the talent level will take over. So, you know, motivation is something that you want to handicap, but I don't think you want to treat it as the be-all end-all. Quick uh, update programming note. Matt Humans and myself did a New Year's Six and uh, college football playoff podcast. And then Adam and I will get back together next week on December 28th. We'll do all the bowl games from December 29th on. uh, As Adam joked uh, off-air, we will spend about 15 minutes on the opt-outs and the Sun Bowl. And then uh, we will also get updated and get Adam's thoughts on the college football playoff as well. So that is your update. Today, we're going to try, and we say this a lot, especially during the football season, uh, to keep it to about 40, 45 minutes, run through it. Know a lot of people are busy this time of year, so let's uh, let's get to it, Adam. December 23rd has seven bowl games, and it starts with the 76 Birmingham Bowl. We've got Troy, and we've got Duke. And we've got a pair of teams that had lost their head coaches as Summerall, the head coach of Troy, has moved on to Tulane. And Duke's head coach, Mike Elko, has headed on to Texas A&M. Where are we from an opt-out standpoint for a noon Eastern kick on ABC on Saturday? Well, the opt-outs are very one-sided here in this game, or at least in terms of the transfer portal. Riley Leonard is gone from Duke. Starting running back Jordan Waters is gone when they're starting corners. Brandon Johnson, who played a ton also gone. couple of guys on the defensive line, uh, another guy at linebacker. So a lot of defensive losses here for Duke, but also they lose their quarterback and their starting running back. For Troy, really their only significant loss is, is linebacker Jaden McDonald, who did lead the team in tackles, but 
We saw what Duke looked like without Riley Leonard. We saw what they had at the quarterback position without him. And now you also take away their leading rusher in Waters, who had 753 yards. Um, this is one where I just I do not expect Duke to move the football against this Troy defense. And I'm not surprised that John Summerall lever, leveled up. I figured it would be a, you know pretty it would be a short time until he did. Gets a pretty good job at Tulane, honestly. So I don't think the Green Wave are going to drop off at all. Discussion for another day. But Greg Gasparato will be the interim head coach, the defensive coordinator for Troy. Yeah, uh, and we've seen a little bit of movement as we record this uh, back towards Duke as this game has gone at some spots under seven. Um, I really don't have interest uh, in, in betting a side here. In I, I think that's just because the total is 44 and a half. Yeah. I think you're just you know grabbing over a touchdown with a fairly low scoring expectation. Yeah, so uh, Troy and Duke in the uh, 76th Birmingham Bowl. Uh, one player who hasn't opted out yet, at least I haven't seen, but I would fully anticipate him not to play, is uh, Dwayne Carter, the uh, the defensive lineman for Duke. Uh, he's got a invite to the Senior Bowl. He'll be a draft pick, so I can't imagine he's going to be playing in this game. So um, Jaquez Moore uh, is back for Duke. He came out of the portal. Uh, Manny Diaz, by the way, the, uh, the head coach, coach moving forward for Duke. Uh, one little note here that I don't know. Uh, Kevin Johns, the offensive coordinator for Duke. Uh, I don't think he's going to Texas A&M because they hired uh, uh, the Kansas State, uh, Colin Klein, who's sorry, my brain fart there. Um, so I don't know what Kevin Johns, the offensive coordinator is going to do uh, if he's going to stay at Duke, but uh, that's an interesting one there uh, moving forward. Any thoughts, any other thoughts on the uh, 76 Birmingham Bowl? No, not really. I mean, you know, obviously all confidence pool picks have already had to be in for the most yeah. part, but this is one where I, I fully expect Troy to win. Now, do they cover the number? That I don't know. So maybe a money line parlay loop in or something like that. All right. Also uh, in that noon Eastern frame uh, on ESPN, we've got the Camellia Bowl at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, Arkansas State taking on Northern Illinois uh, in a game that if I had to play it, Guess I would go uh, Arkansas State here. Uh, you've kind of covered this team a little bit closer than I have. Um, but Arkansas State, certainly after uh, we saw Butch Jones crying and weeping on the sideline, uh, it's turned things around. They've got a pretty good quarterback. Uh, Northern Illinois, let's get to their opt-outs. A couple of note, including a, a starting offensive lineman. Yeah, so for Northern Illinois, Trayvon Trayvon Rudolph was actually in the portal, wound up coming out of it. That would have been a pretty big loss for them. He's their top wide receiver, but he withdrew from the portal. But they are missing their starting center here, Pete Nigra, who winds up going over to Louisville. And their starting edge, George Gums. So they lost a couple of guys that, you know, in the trenches, which that's really important. I know people like to focus on quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers and this and that, but if you can't block, you can't win. So, you know, these offensive line ones are a pretty big concern here, uh, I would say. And it does look like Arkansas State will probably get their starting center back. Uh, he missed uh, the last game of the regular season. Looks like he's going to be able to return for the bowl game, Jacob Beyer. So I think Arkansas State has some advantages here. The problem is the Sun Belt's been awful in yeah. bowl games here so far. They've been really bad. And I gave them a lot of credit on the first podcast that we did because 12 of the 14 teams in that conference made it to six wins to get to a bowl, but they have not looked good in the bowl season here, especially playing you know some Mac opponents. So I'm a little bit concerned about Arkansas State in that regard where 
maybe this conference just wasn't all that good. And that's why 12 teams got to a bowl because everybody just kind of beat everybody else. But Jalen Rayner is a really, really good quarterback. But Northern Illinois, when Rocky Lombardi has been healthy, he's been pretty good. And this offense has been pretty good. They can run the ball. Arkansas State can't really stop the run with the with a pretty decent weather forecast here in Montgomery. I actually like this game over the total. I right. uh, played over 53 and a half. I think it's still okay at 54 and a half. All right, there we go. Uh, we got a bet uh, there on that one. I have a bet on this next game. 3.30 Eastern, the Armed Forces Bowl. This will be played in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, we've got James Madison against a military institution, Air Force. Uh, the Falcons certainly, uh, as uh, might have to make you earmuff it a little bit, uh, they have... Uh, Disappointed many as they started 8-0 and got to 8-4, and so they did not go over their win total. But this has been a bowl game in which uh, a service academy has actually won this bowl game in three of, uh, actually four of the last six occurrences of this bowl game. 2017, Army beat San Diego State. 2018, Army beat Houston. 2021, Army beat Missouri. And then last year, Air Force smoked Baylor. Uh, fascinating one here. When you have James Madison, Kirk Signetti, the head coach, has left, as well as their offensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator, their quarterback coach, all going to Indiana. Um, the offensive line coach has taken over. He will be the acting head coach. I believe he has been retained by the uh, the incoming coach, uh, JMU. So this is uh, one of those tricky ones where we've got a ton of guys in the portal, but who is playing and who is not, Adam, for James Madison? Truth be told, I I don't really know. I mean, yeah. the expectation is that a lot of these guys that are in the portal are still going to play, specifically starting with quarterback Jordan McLeod. I mean, he needs to be out there for them. He's definitely been the guy that has stirred the drink for this offense. There are a ton of guys in the portal. And, you know, James Madison, a team that we talked about all season long with how much of a travesty it was that they weren't guaranteed a spot in a bowl game. They wind up getting the one. It does feel like, you know, this may be one of those circle the wagons games for this team where everybody's playing together for the final time and they come out and really show out. And, you know, I don't mind when an offensive line coach or something like that becomes the interim head coach because those are typically really fiery dudes. Like this is one where ESPN will be in the locker room before the game and you may see a clip of this pregame speech type of deal. So I think James Madison will be very much amped to play. I think these guys will play for each other, given everything that they've gone through, kind of through this transitional phase and all of that. At the same time, I mean, Air Force is a team that kind of fits, I don't want to call it a system, but sort of a mindset that people have of a team that had higher expectations or higher goals or something like that, didn't reach them, didn't play well. Sometimes they're capable of wiping the slate clean and going out there and playing a really, really good game. So this is a very difficult handicap for me. I don't have a play in this one, but the line movement is is definitely trending towards the Air Force side. Yeah, it's uh, right now as we sit here, one and a half at DraftKings in favor of James Madison, two at Circa, one at some other spots. Uh, I played Air Force here uh, earlier this week, took the two and a half, still would play at anything, you know, where you're getting plus money on the money line. Um, you know, not a massive play, but I, I do think if Zach Larrier returns, which has been trending in that direction, the quarterback for Air Force. And then while I agree, this does feel like it is a, you know, let's play one last time before we bid farewell situation. I would much rather them play a team that doesn't run a triple option offense where it's your last game, you're all in the portal, and now you're getting blocked, you know, at your shins 
uh, by this Air Force team. So I, I just think there might be a point where they're like, all right, we had fun. We had a hell of a year. Let's get the hell out of here. So uh, service academies, I don't know the ATS number off the top of my head, uh, but it's really profitable in these bowl games and bowl games over the years. So uh, I'm going to take Air Force. Anything with a plus sign on the money line, uh, if you want to take the plus two, uh, you can go that route as well. But I like the Falcons here to uh, to get a win to wrap up the regular season. The- and real quick, too, if you like a dog in a bowl game, you got to sprinkle the money line, too. Because these games have a little bit higher of a degree of variance. Because again, you know, you have varying motivations in these games, and also the portal, you know, definitely has a significant impact. So if you like a dog plus the points, you know, 80, 20, 75, 25, whatever you want to do with your bet split, you know, make sure you sprinkle the money line if you like a dog. All right, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We've seen a little bit of line movement back towards Georgia State here. Utah State is a slight one point favorite. They were up at two and a half earlier this week. Georgia State opened as the favorite in this game. Uh, this will be 3.30 Eastern on ESPN. Uh, Georgia State, once again, was minus three back on December 4th, and now they are an underdog, but they were min- uh, catching two and a half earlier this week. Georgia State's dealing with a bunch of opt-outs uh, in this game as well. Yeah, a lot of guys in the portal here, specifically their star running back and their top wide receiver. So Marcus Carroll commits to Missouri. That's a really, really good get for Eli Drinkwitz up there. Carroll, seventh in the country in rushing yards, 1,350, also 13 touchdowns for him. And then Robert Lewis, their top wide receiver, 70 balls for 877 yards, seven touchdowns. They also lost some guys on the offensive line to Montavious Cunningham, their starting right tackle. He goes over to Virginia Tech. Uh, they also lose their starting corner, Bryquise Brown, uh, who's over at Boston College now. Only one really significant transfer portal move for Utah State safety, Devin Dye. Uh, I think he's at Kansas now, I want to say. Uh, led the team in, in pass breakups. But, look, I mean, this is exactly the kind of game that we're looking at now in, in present-day bowl season where Georgia State's probably the better team. Again, as I mentioned, the Sun Belt has struggled in the bowl season. But missing Carroll, who means so much to this offense, I actually wrote this preview up. I think the next guy on the depth chart for Georgia State has like 35 carries for 61 yards outside of quarterback Darren Granger. So this is all going to be on the shoulders of Granger. This will be, I believe, his final college football game. I think his eligibility is gone. So Georgia State may rally for him. He's a legit, true, dual-threat guy, but he's going to have to do everything for them. In this game, Utah State, very excited to be there, especially with how they you know, kind of clinched a spot in the bowl season. Also, they're familiar with Boise. They're familiar with the Smurf turf. Georgia State going and playing a cold weather game here, which is not optimal. When you talk about bowl games, you want to go to Hawaii or you want to go to the Bahamas or Florida. Well, they're going to Boise, Idaho. Nothing against Boise, Idaho. Not a place I'd want to be in December. So I lean a little bit towards Utah State in this game and also their quarterback, Levi Williams. I was expected to get the start here. We'll leave for Navy SEAL training after the game. So uh, I lean towards Utah State, but not a strong opinion for me. Yeah, and how about the fun fact that Levi Williams, I believe, let me double check this. I believe he was the MVP of this bowl game two years ago when for he Wyoming. was at Wyoming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool story there. Levi Williams leaving to go uh, train for the Navy SEALs. Uh, I'm going to read you off the teams that Utah State has beaten this year. And you tell me what they have in common. Idaho State, Yukon, Colorado State, San Diego State, Nevada, and New Mexico. Do you know what they have in common? 
Well, they're all not very good, and they all missed a bowl. There you go. No teams that they're playing have won a bowl or are in a bowl game this year. No teams that they beat, I should say. But uh, yeah, I would lean uh, towards uh, towards Utah State here. Uh, if you if you'd like to know this, uh, some people like this type of information. Our friend uh, Brad Powers, uh, when he joined Beeson Primetime earlier this week, his play of this little chunk of games was Utah State. So there you go. Uh, Brad is on. Uh, Brad is on the Aggies here. I, I do think the travel certainly a massive advantage for uh, for the Aggies in this one. I took a little money line nibble on uh, on Utah State, uh, which actually I paid a bad price because I bought it at one forty and it's now one twenty five. So uh, DraftKings is actually minus one eighteen if you want to go that route on Utah State. All right, one of the biggest bowl spreads of this season will take place on Saturday evening at the 68 Ventures Bowl as South Alabama playing at their on their home field will play Eastern Michigan and as of right now the Jaguars of USA are 17 point favorites against Eastern Michigan uh what are we looking like opt outs wise and uh I've heard this said many times as I've done prep uh for this bowl season Eastern Michigan by far the worst team in bowl season yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I only pull this up. I don't know why I didn't have it open. Eastern Michigan's like a bottom ten power rated team for me, uh, heading into the bowl season. <laughs> they here. win they, six games. I because Chris Creighton's a miracle worker. That's true. That's, that's the only thing that I can think of. Jeff Sagarin, um, I'm looking at it right now, which uh, incorporates FCS and FBS rankings, and I know you use Sagarin a lot. Has Eastern Michigan one thirty? Yeah, they're number 130 for me. Well, 129. Uh, they're better than Florida International, Akron, UTEP, and Kent State. So those are the teams that I have power rated below Eastern Michigan. And and to that end, I mean, South Alabama is missing an NFL wide receiver in Colin Lacey. And that's a guy that's fifth in the nation in receptions, sixth in the nation in receiving yards. Running back Ladanian Webb. Damian Webb, excuse me, not going to play due to a toe injury, but he was opting out of this bowl game anyway. Over a thousand rushing yards, 16 touchdowns. Those two guys are out. So their top two skill position guys are out. Their quarterback is hurt. Carter Bradley, he hasn't been practicing in full throughout the prep period. And the line went up. So that gives you an idea of where Eastern Michigan stands in this game. I couldn't bet this game. I think this is the ugliest by far of the bowl games. But again, you've got significant absences for the Jags and the line went up. So we'll see. But quarterback Austin Smith um, for Eastern Michigan, uh, he's in the portal. So that's another reason why this line went up. Yeah, um, I'm not going to recommend anyone lay 17, 17 and a half. But uh, South Alabama, uh, this is a hot take here, is going to win. Um, They are playing at home. They have yet to win a bowl game in their school's history. So uh, I think they kind of pushed for playing on their home field here. I think they will take care of business. Uh, I would certainly lay it before taking it, even as as crazy as that sounds, as someone who usually bets dogs much more than favorites. All right, speaking of dogs that I'm looking to bet, uh, we've seen a line movement here. Uh, We have the lone Power 5 versus Power 5 showdown on Saturday, December 21st. That is the Las Vegas Bowl here in uh, in our backyard. I will be uh, on the sidelines for this one, as will our colleague Stormy Bonatoni. She'll be on the ABC telecast with Sean McDonough and Greg McElroy, big time there for Stormy. Uh, the SNS, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, seven thirty Eastern on ABC. Um, 
famous uh, Northwestern alum, Brent Musburger, might have heard of him. I uh, believe he will be in attendance as well, as will uh, our own Bill Aidey, uh will be there too. So a lot of the big shots going to be at this one. The line has moved under the key of seven and continues to trend a little bit towards Utah, or excuse me, Northwestern in this one. Uh, what do we have from an opt-out uh, point of view here for uh, for the Utes? Yeah, a little messy here for Utah. Quarterback Bryson Barnes and quarterback Nate Johnson, both in the portal. But Barnes is going to play in the bowl game. The pig uh, farmer. Yes, yes, the pig farmer. Um, couple of injury situations for Utah as well. Some guys on the defensive side. Both of their starting safeties have opted out of the game. Also, one of their starting wide receivers, Devon Vele, or Vele, or however you pronounce it. A um, lot smaller of an impact here for Northwestern. Their starting left guard is in the portal. But other than that, Northwestern seems to be pretty intact here. And I mean, this is a team that they rallied from the jump this year with everything that went on with Pat Fitzgerald. David Braun comes in as a first year defensive coordinator, gets shoved into the interim head coach role, and then actually does well enough to get the job full time. So this Northwestern team has been really impressive with how they've handled everything throughout the course of the season here. This is another one high spread, low total, so I'm not really surprised to see this line coming down. I do think Utah will have a home field advantage in this game because they'll travel well from Salt Lake City. So that was something that I incorporated into my raw number for the game. But for Northwestern, I mean, they battle. You know, they play really feisty football. They were a really good second-half team early on in the season. I think the depth kind of showed a little bit later on in the year, but for me, it would be taking the points or nothing here with Northwestern because Utah doesn't strike me as a runaway and hide type of team. And again, while they'll have a pretty decent crowd edge, this is not the bowl game that you want to play in when you're Utah looking at the start of the season. You don't want a bowl on December 23rd. You kind of expect to be in some of those higher level discussions. I mean, what was it? Two years ago, they played in the Rose Bowl. So this is not a team that wants to come to Vegas and play. They want a higher profile bowl game. Here they are. So we'll see if they come out a little bit sluggish. But to me, I think with the low scoring expectation, Northwestern plus six and a half is a decent head start. Yeah. I mean, uh, to your point, I'll echo a lot of it. By the way, uh, they did lose to Northwestern in the Holiday Bowl back in December of 2018. Uh, Northwestern won that game 31 to 20. So. Uh, Kyle Whittingham has lost four straight bowls, so he's probably going to ratchet that up. But, you know, let's be honest. I mean, Utah is used to coming to Vegas to play in the Pac-12 championship with something they have done and won the last two years. So I'll be curious to see how many Utah fans do make the trek to Las Vegas on Saturday. Um I, I, I do think they'll have an edge, but I don't think this is going to be like the Vegas Bowl, or excuse me, like the uh, the Pac-12 championship. And to your point, Adam, they've played in the Rose Bowl the last two years against Ohio State and Penn State, and now they're playing, no offense, Northwestern, Northwestern in the Las Vegas Bowl. So there's no doubt the motivation is on the side of Northwestern. Uh, I got this from the, uh, the game notes of Northwestern. Northwestern had the biggest turnaround from 2022 to 2023 in all of FBS, a six win turnaround from one and 11 to seven and five. Uh, really, I mean, you talked about Chris Creighton being a miracle worker, David Braun. Now, I know that they were, I think, plus 29 in turnover margin. So, obviously, a massive uh, uh, advantage there. But uh, I like the dog here. It's under, I didn't get the good number. So, uh, you know, as you, you could always look at these things live, whatnot. But I think Northwestern, clearly the motivation is on their side. The team's fully intact. Um, and Ben Bryant has actually been playing some pretty good football down the stretch here. The once 
North uh, Cincinnati, then Eastern Michigan, then Cincinnati transfer. Uh, I, I think Northwestern's got a chance to be live uh, in this game on Saturday night. Yeah, Northwestern plus 10 and turnover margin. Only nine giveaways for them. Only one fumble lost. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see if their fumble luck kind of normalizes a little bit here. I, I know that we're up against a little bit of a time crunch here, but I do want to ask you, we widely regard Kyle Whittingham as a top five, definitely top 10 type of head coach in college football. Why have they struggled in the bowl season? Is it just the opponents that they've played, or is he just maybe out sleuthing a lot of Pac-12 head coaches to get that you know perception and reputation? By the way, I just uh, I'm I'm not avoiding your question. I had plus twenty nine in my head for something. I'm not crazy. Plus ten in turnover margin, an improvement of plus twenty nine from last year. They were minus nineteen last year, so that's where the twenty nine was. I wasn't making that number up. Um, that's a great question. I, I would say it's it's partly because of the opponent. And last year, Cam Rising tore his ACL in this game, uh, in the bowl game, I should say, right, against Penn State. So they lost their quarterback against Penn State. And then if you remember two years ago, uh, that was the C.J. Stroud kind of uh, coming out party, right? Didn't he? That was, he, the, that was the Jackson Smith and Jigba coming out oh party, like 345 or something like that. insane. So, yeah, I mean, it, and in this day and age, it feels like, you know, bowl games, can you really knock coaches for uh, for not being uh, all that you know ready to go in bowl games? But I, I give I give Kyle Winningham more credit for, you know, if you look at recruiting rankings and then the success that they've had and the fact that they've won the Pac-12 the last two years, uh, especially, you know, last year when uh, they were playing uh, a USC team with the soon-to-be Heisman Trophy winner and they were able to run away and hide in that one. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm curious the atmosphere there. Um, I, I think Northwestern, like I mentioned, is going to be very excited to be uh, in this bowl game. And uh, I'm excited to be there, too. So uh, we will see at Northwestern and Utah. One final game before we take a quick break here on December 23rd. It's a travesty. This game is not on Christmas Eve. It's ridiculous, outrageous, but we have to play it anyways. The Easy Post, Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina, and San Jose State. Uh, when Matt Newmans and I got together right after these bowls were announced, uh, one of my first bets was San Jose State. I laid eight and a half, excuse me, um, which uh, I was hoping to get better than that. And it got up to 10, 10 and a half, felt good. And now we're seeing some shops come back down. So some Coastal Carolina start money starting to hit the market uh, a little bit here. Um, Coastal Carolina will be starting their third string quarterback, Ethan Vasco, uh, who did get some run. This year, but uh, what other opt outs are we looking at here for the Chanticleers? I'll say this. I don't know how motivated Coastal Carolina is, but based on the picture that was circulating earlier in the week, I think Tim Beck is pretty happy to be there um, in, in Hawaii. Uh, yeah, so Grayson McCall, he's now at NC State. Uh, Jarrett Guest has also transferred out. So two quarterbacks have moved on. Vasco, as you mentioned, uh, is a guy who is staying. Also, Jared Brown, starting wide receiver. C.J. Beasley was actually their leading rusher, I believe, last year, maybe two years ago, too. Uh, he didn't play a ton this year, kind of seemed to lose some some reps and some touches, but he's out. They're also missing a starting linebacker here as well. For San Jose State, their top left tackle, he's gone, Fernando Carmona, and then their starting tight end, Dominic Mazzotti, who I can just only assume will wind up playing for the Giants and, and playing with Tommy DeVito at some point. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the opt-out situation or transfer portal situation, much worse for Coastal Carolina than it is for San Jose State here. San Jose State, you know, there was that clip that you and I kind of talked about off-air of the Spartans being thrilled to get this bowl assignment, understandably so. 
look, Coastal's in Myrtle Beach, and Myrtle Beach is cool, and it's definitely a popular East Coast destination, but it ain't Hawaii. So I think San Jose State will be a lot more focused uh, for this bowl game. Shevin Cordero is Hawaiian, uh, started his collegiate career at Hawaii. He will wrap up his career uh, there as well. Coastal Carolina, kind of a tough nut to crack. By the way, I just want to go back to Ethan Vasco. Uh, We've seen a lot of third-string quarterbacks who have taken maybe like two snaps, get thrust into action. He's played a bunch this year. Uh, He rushed for 170 yards against Old Dominion uh, earlier this year in a Coastal Carolina victory. So he's going to be running a lot, uh, no doubt. So San Jose State could have their hands full in that regard. As I mentioned, I laid it with San Jose State. Uh, I think this is a team that was uh, hitting its stride, won their last five games after starting one and five. Uh, Actually, I think they won their last six games. Uh, They were certainly uh, upset about the fact that uh, they did not make the Mountain West Championship. And, you know, it was interesting. I heard um, uh, Stucky talking about this on his podcast And uh, he was talking about, you know, will they be motivated? I think as we're trying to play, you know, amateur psychologist here, some people think, all right, Mountain West, they got snubbed by the Mountain West. They're not happy to be there. They were just at Hawaii. I think it's the opposite. I think they're trying to prove a point that they should have been there. So uh, we'll see on December 23rd that evening uh, who takes care of business. But I I think San Jose State's going to be pretty fired up to be there. And as you mentioned, very minimal opt-outs for this game for San Jose State as uh, it seems like they want to wrap up the year with uh, with an emphatic victory. Well, and speaking of going back to where you started, you know, Chevin Cordero, as you mentioned, but also Brent Brennan got his first college coaching job there at Hawaii. He was a graduate assistant and wide receivers coach. So kind of coming full circle for him a little bit as well. Yeah, and uh, Brent Brennan, uh, friend of the network, joined Visa in primetime during uh, Mountain West Media Days, uh, was seen at, I believe, the... Uh, Hawaii Bowl uh, press conference wearing a Colt, Bre- uh, yeah, Colt Brennan jersey. So uh, rest in peace to Colt Brennan, and uh, you know, well done by uh, Brent Brennan there to to honor uh, a Hawaii legend. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the December twenty sixth slate, uh, which includes a fascinating game down in Phoenix, Arizona. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, they want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. All right, we're back. It is the College Football Betting Podcast. Adam Burke there. I am Tim Murray. Once again, programming notes. 
Uh, Adam and I will reconvene on December 28th to uh, take a look at bowl games from December 29th through New Year's Day, including the playoff and the New Year's Six. So a lot to get to. We are hitting the Bulls through December 28th here. Three games on December 26th, Adam, including the Quick Lane Bowl, where our, our only under 500 team, Minnesota, will be playing Bowling Green. And uh, apparently, one of the more unique stories out there is that the quarterback for Minnesota, Cole Kramer, according to reports, I don't know if it has been uh, uh, official, uh, did not want to play in this game and reportedly was given thirty grand in NIL money, which we will use to pay for his wedding. So Cole Kramer, uh, that is that is the story that's circulating there for, for Minnesota. Uh, they also lost their defensive coordinator, Joe Rossi. Uh, where are we looking at for opt-outs in this one? Well, I'm surprised Cole Kramer is not opting out, but I guess 30 grand talks when you talk about playing in the quick lane bowl. Uh, he would have been about the only guy to start this game for Minnesota. Their backup, Drew Vioto, uh, he transferred out. Ethan Kaliak-Manis is gone as well. Uh, look, we can save time on this game. This game's bad. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the people the people who say there are too many bowl games can point to this one. Um, for Bowling Green, if Terion Stewart isn't able to come back, their star running back, their offense is even worse. Um, Minnesota lost defense coordinator Joe Rossi as well, who's probably the best coach on that staff. No offense, PJ Fleck. So, yeah, this one's ugly. I I haven't even given this game the time of day, and I don't think that I will on Tuesday either. Uh, by the way, Cole Kramer apparently squashed the uh, the rumor. I I just want it to be true, so I'm assuming it's true. Um, three and a half point spread, by the way, uh, in this one. Third, Bowling Green is is thirty k enough to get married nowadays? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was enough for me, I guess. So. <laughs> Yeah, but that was that uh, was a few years ago. It was eleven though, right? years ago. So yeah, in, inflation now. Uh, three and a half is the spread total of forty uh, in this one at Ford Field on uh, December twenty sixth. Later in the day, the day after Christmas, we got Texas State against Rice. Uh, the Bobcats are a five and a half point favorite in this one. Their first bowl game in school history as they uh, celebrated by jumping in some sort of river or lake. I don't know what it was, but. Uh, they no doubt I'm sure will be excited to be there and I'm sure Rice will be too. They've got some injuries though at the quarterback position as uh, JT Daniels has uh, ended his collegiate career after a decade. So uh, JD Daniels will not be playing in this one for Rice. Uh, pretty minimal on the opt-outs, right? Yeah, not a whole lot here for either side in this game. And and Daniels, you know, hadn't really been playing a whole lot in the second half of the year anyway. He was kind of battling injuries throughout I guess the big news here is that Texas State locked up G.J. Kinney, which it's pretty easy to get out of these things if you're a head coach. So his five-year contract, he may only last one or two years down there uh, in San Marcos. But Texas State, I mean, this game should be fun at least. I mean, Texas State can light it up, and I think Kinney's going to want to do exactly that here in this bowl game. And you can move the football on Rice uh, where their offense is kind of hit or miss. So I don't really have a strong opinion on this game with Texas State laying five and a half or six, just because honestly, it's really not a situation that they're in very often, but I think they will be sufficiently motivated. I'm not entirely sure that Rice will be. Um, you know, I know you mentioned it hasn't, they're not a regular participant in the bowl season, but for Texas State, I mean, a chance to make a statement and capitalize on what was a really good year for them. This is one where I'd lean towards laying the number. Yeah, uh, I, I would lean uh, that way as well. You mentioned uh, Bowling Green and uh, Minnesota is one of the reasons why those people who 
I, I don't know. Maybe they don't like puppies or something like that. Said there's too many bowl games. Well, this game is the reason why there's bowl games. I am excited to watch this one. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl in Phoenix, 9 o'clock Eastern, Tuesday, December 26th, ESPN. Stormy on the sidelines for it as well, which just gives us an extra incentive to watch our colleague there. We've got Kansas. We've got UNLV. We've got a total on the climb to 66, uh, a spread of 13. Not too many opt-outs. Also, uh, Jaden Maeva, uh, was, uh, someone tried to report that he was in the portal. And then our own JVT said, no, that is not true. Uh, you are lying. Uh, Maeva expected to play in this one for UNLV. So fun one. Anything uh, you're looking to bet in Kansas UNLV? Well, I think Barry Odom's a really good head coach. So I mean, we're kind of getting to the point now where 13 feels like a lot here in this game for UNLV. Now, I know that defensively they do have some concerns, and this is a game where the scoreboard should absolutely light up. 13 feels like a lot. I mean, Kansas's defense isn't spectacular either. Um, you know, Jalen Daniels is not going to play. It'll be Jason Bean who gets to start in this one for Kansas. So maybe that lowers their ceiling a little bit. But I don't know. 13 feels a little steep to me. Yeah, I would agree. I want to play this game over. Uh, I'm not a big over player, but I, God, just sitting back on a night after Christmas, you've got all your new toys under the tree and uh, watching some points be scored there in a fast track in Phoenix sounds uh, sounds enjoyable to me. All right, we'll sneak in a couple December 27th games before we take a break. Uh, speaking of opt-outs, whoo, buddy, Military Bowl there in Annapolis, Maryland. 2 p.m. Eastern kick on December 27th. We've got Virginia Tech. You would think, oh, the Power 5 team is the one with the opt-outs. No, no, the Group of 5 team has the opt-outs in this one because they're playing Tulane. Adam, go ahead on the opt-outs for the Green Wave. Yeah, a lot of them here. A whole lot of them and also a lot of significant starters for them. Uh, Starting wide receiver Chris Brazell, he's out. DJ Douglas, they're starting safety. Two of their starting edges, Deal and Cooper, are both going to be out here as well. So for Tulane, mass exodus. Also, they're starting tight end Alex Bauman, who, you know, tight ends are kind of valuable for some of these teams. And and he is a guy for Tulane who definitely was part of the equation throughout the course of the season, tied for second in receptions and tied for second in receiving touchdowns. So they don't have a whole lot of pass catchers here right now at Tulane. I think a lot of people are kind of surprised that Michael Pratt is still there. And this might be one of those bowl games where we get to the day of the bowl and all of a sudden Pratt's not playing. He ain't and I playing. wouldn't Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect him to. Um so that's something to keep in mind. And honestly, this line kind of tells you that with a line up to Virginia Tech now minus ten and a half. Maybe that news is already broken. I think uh, he already opted out. Did I he? Think, yeah, I think he yeah, he's it, out he it, opted dude, out. It's a it's a second full time job trying to keep track of, of who's <laughs> in these games and who no, isn't. No one is uh knocking you on that, man. You you're doing the Lord's work on this one, but December seventeenth, uh, he opted out. Yeah, he missed that one. Yeah, he yeah. opted so out. That's why we're up to eleven and a half. Yeah. And I you know, it's funny because I thought it was baked in uh to the line already, because who thought Michael Pratt would play? He's going to the senior bowl, and then he opted out and went out to eleven. So uh, it is a massive spread. Brent Pry and company, no doubt, will be motivated, but I can't lay eleven with Virginia Tech. But Tulane might not score a point. Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be ugly. They did get a nice head coach, Summerall, as you mentioned from Troy. Uh, as Willie Fritz heads off to Houston here. Well, their backup quarterback Kai Horton also transferred out. Yeah. So I don't know who's playing quarterback for Tulane. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they'll pay thirty thousand dollars to someone uh, to pay for their <laughs> wedding too. Uh, one more quick one before we hit a before we hit a, a break here and, and wrap this up. 
Uh, we got West Virginia and North Carolina in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Will it be Neil Brown or will it be uh, uh, who will be getting the uh, the the dump of uh, or will it be Mac Brown? Excuse me, who will be getting the dump of Mayo there on their heads? Uh, it seems like the point spread would indicate it will be Neil Brown of West Virginia as they are a six and a half point favorite. Another situation where plenty of opt outs, especially for North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, the big one, Drake May, you know, expected to be a top five pick here in the upcoming NFL draft. Not only was he very effective as a passer, but he was also second on the team in rushing attempts, yards and touchdowns. So big loss there. And of course, you know, there was the whole thing with Tez Walker and his eligibility coming into the season. That was a whole soap opera, as the NCAA likes to do. Uh, He led the team in receptions, receiving yards and touchdowns. He's also opted out for this bowl game. And then. Corey Gaynor starting center for North Carolina and a couple of defensive players uh, going to the draft. They have some guys that are hurt as well. This is just a shell of the North Carolina team that we saw this season. And frankly, they weren't really as good as I expected them to be either with all these guys. I mean, they're going to have you know four or five guys that probably get drafted in the first two days, and they still were an underwhelming team. So, you know, again, one of the things about bowl season, you look for things to get excited about. I don't think going from Chapel Hill to Charlotte to play at Bank of America Stadium is all that exciting for North Carolina. West Virginia is not a great team, but this is one where the motivation edge, I think, is on their side and maybe the personnel edge as well. All right, we'll take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll run through the remaining games on December 27th and December 28th. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. 
They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, wrapping things up here as we uh, run through a handful of other bowl games. Uh, Two more on December 27th. We've got Louisville against uh, Southern Cal. As we talk about opt-outs, that's at Petco Park. That's the Holiday Bowl. And then Texas A&M against Oklahoma State, 9 o'clock Eastern, ESPN. That one is the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Uh, run through the opt-outs because there are lots in both of these two games. Yeah, lots in both of these games. Starting with Louisville, they're starting running back Jordan. Uh, led the team in carries, rushing yards, rush touchdowns. He had 13 rushing scores, over 1,100 rushing yards. He's gone. They're starting wide receiver Thrash, 63 catches, 858 yards, six touchdowns. He led the team in all three receiving categories. He's gone as well, but you know, on the USC side, I mean, as we all expected, the, the lock of the century, Caleb Williams is not playing in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd also opting out their starting running back. And one of their top receivers, Brendan Rice, 12 receiving touchdowns. That was six more than anybody else on the team. So those are just the big names for USC, but a lot of other guys in the portal here as well. Yeah, Um uh, no bet for me in the Holiday Bowl as we look at the uh, the point spread in this one. It continues to climb out to eight uh, for Louisville. And then uh, I actually did take a little Oklahoma State here against Texas A&M. Uh, Mike Gundy in a bowl game. It feels like they'll be ready to go. Uh, Texas A&M, obviously a transition situation there. Uh, as Jimbo Fisher was fired. Bobby Petrino left to go to Arkansas. Um, we know Mike Elko's coming in and bringing Colin Klein, but they're not going to be Worried about this bowl game. Tons and tons of players uh, opting out or hitting the transfer portal there. Oklahoma State, 
for the most part, is, is relatively clean. The question I do have is Ollie Gordon, will he play? Uh, but I took a little, uh, little, little nibble on uh, Oklahoma State as a slight dog here against Texas A&M in the te- on the Texas Bowl. Yeah, Texas A&M, Jalen Henderson's going to get the start for them because Max Johnson's in the portal and Connor Wegman's been out for the season. Henderson is a guy who's bounced around quite a bit, but he's a big-bodied kid, was a fairly you know touted recruit. So maybe he kind of shines a little bit, maybe a little bit of a dual-threat role here, but he has nobody to throw the football to because the top wide receivers for Texas A&M, Aeneas Smith, Evan Stewart, both out of this game. Bunch of opt-outs on defense, guys either in the portal or going to the NFL for Texas A&M. This is one of those games where you look at this list of opt-outs and you look at the talent that these guys had and you know their recruiting levels and all that, and you just wonder how Jimbo couldn't make it work here in College Station because there's <laughs> a lot of talent in this program, and now we'll see if Mike Elko can extract the most value out of it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, Texas A&M opens up next year against Notre Dame uh, in College Station. It's going to be a it's going to be an interesting one as we sit here on December twenty second. Notre Dame just uh, pulled Mike Denbrock from LSU to be their offensive coordinator. So uh, that is uh, that is the latest in that uh, on that front. All right, December twenty eighth is what we'll wrap, and we'll see if we could do this in a, a couple minutes because I got to run and do a, a radio hit. Um, SMU. I, I'm curious, their motivation for this one is they're playing in the Fenway Bowl against Boston College. I don't think Boston College is very good. We get to the opt-outs, but uh, this is a team that should feel like they got screwed uh, when it came to the uh, New Year's Six selection. The committee said, well, you know, we care about uh, you know how you're playing now as opposed to what, you, what you've done and what your you know, you know, record states. Well, SMU then should be ahead of Liberty, but they don't obviously care about who represents the group of five. Uh, so SMU playing in the Fenway Bowl as opposed to the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, what do you got in this one? Is SMU a 10-point favorite? Yeah, look, I mean, I kind of liked SMU when the bowl stuff came out because I'm like, you know what? This team's going to kind of rally and be pissed off and take it out on somebody. But the weather doesn't look great at Fenway Park here for this game, and that concerns me a little bit because SMU wants to throw the football Kevin Jennings will get the start. Preston Stone, of course, out for the year after suffering the gruesome leg injury. No opt-outs of consequence really either way here in this game, largely because Boston College doesn't have anyone good enough to opt out of this game. So you know, I, I liked SMU at first, but now with the weather, I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned here. Uh, Jeff Halfley, a guy who was very much on the hot seat, maybe saved his job by going to a bowl game here, uh, but I'd lean SMU, but nothing more than a lean for me. I do have a, a bet on this next game, and now that the line has moved, um, I still would maybe do a little pizza bet uh, if you get a little plus money on the money line. It's the Pinstripe Bowl, Rutgers and Maryland. Come on now. Miami, cold weather. We know, we, we've know we learned our lesson here. There ain't no chance they want to be at Yankee Stadium. Rutgers lost their last four games of the season, uh, but uh, I played Rutgers on the first podcast plus the four. Still anything with a plus sign by it, I would, I would run that way. So uh, Rutgers and Miami tons of opt-outs and portal guys on the Miami side Tyler Van Dyke he's going to Wisconsin to follow in the footsteps of Tanner Mordecai and probably be an underwhelming transfer up there in Madison Colby Young wide receiver is out bunch of dudes on defense for Miami they got some NFL caliber talent on defense not playing in this bowl game man like I think the backups though at Miami are going to be way more talented than the dudes who start at Rutgers so I understand the thought process. I understand there's zero motivation for Miami. Rutgers playing fairly close to home in the Bronx. I couldn't bet it, but 
I don't know. Maybe somebody surprises on the Miami side. All right, we're gonna. This is uh, live podcasting on the fly. I've got to do a radio hit here. So let's lump the Pop Tarts Bowl and the Alamo Bowl together. What do you got? Our final analysis on these two bowl games on December 29th. Which is a bummer because these are two of the better bowl games. At least you know you kind of thought so on paper. But man, Kansas State, the portal's hitting them hard. Will Howard, Treshawn Ward, they're starting running back. Bunch of dudes on defense. Two of their top pass catchers opting out of this bowl game as well. Philip Brooks and tight end Ben Sennett. So as much as I would have liked Kansas State and wanted to take Chris Kleiman here, a little bit of pause because of who's missing, but Avery Johnson was the future of this program anyway. So I like Kansas State a lot under a field goal. I think it's an easy play for me to make. And then Arizona, Oklahoma. Arizona, one of the most surprising teams this season. Oklahoma, what is Jackson Arnold going to bring to the table? Now we get to find out because he's the future of that Sooners program. Maybe over in the Alamo Dome, but of those two games, Kansas State minus two and a half is is pretty clearly my favorite play. Yeah, I can't wait for Arizona, Oklahoma. Another late night good one, Alamo Bowl. Uh, that that year after year has given us some fun games. And uh, to your point, Jackson Arnold getting the start, Dylan Gabriel opting out. He's headed to Oregon. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge and a lot of fun game. So hopefully the 26th and the 28th bring us uh, some exciting games to close out uh, the evenings. All right, we will be back next week, Thursday, December 28th, to preview all of the bowl games from 20, the 29th on, including the New Year's Six. We'll get Adam's thoughts on that and also the college football playoff, of course. We will also have a podcast to preview the championship at some point, so stick to this feed and uh, we will let you know. Another podcast coming out Christmas Day, myself and Matt Humans previewing the college football playoff and the New Year's Six. All right, that's going to do it for this uh, podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to follow Adam on Twitter, at Skating Tripods, I'm at one Tim Murray. This has been the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 